Hello, everyone. This is your boy, Bryson NFL, and I'm here with Alonzo. We haven't heard from Alonzo in quite a while. I missed him very much. What are you doing, Alonzo? Hey, Bryson, what does the word government mean to you? Control. Good morning. <laughs> you know, it's funny. <laughs> that tweet. A lot of people were tweeting me, telling me that Kyrie was right. And that government does mean control, and it actually might, but it's incredible. Those people are out there; they exist. And, and um, people were mad defending Kyrie, saying it wasn't weird. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say, imagine yourself walking into your boss's office and just doing that at 8 a.m. I can assure you, my boss would not take it too kindly to it, and that's just not because, um, well, that's just not because, yeah, a lot of people were like. Insin- insinuating like I was racist or I didn't want to hear like Kyrie Irving talk about really smart stuff. That's not true. It's but just that it's 8 a.m. and it's just weird. It's just a weird thing to do. Like at 8 a.m., like brush your weirdo. teeth, brush your teeth, watch film. Yeah. yeah, at least like say, hey Brad, good morning. Hey, by the way, I was thinking about this last night. What does the word government mean to you? But like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Bro, it, it's just incredible. And even like you say, walking into your boss's office, and honestly, like with NBA players, I think their coaches aren't really their bosses. Like the players really run the league. Um, massive L, by the way. That's it's true though. It's a massive. I mean, you L. think you think Kevin Durant sees Steve Kerr as his boss? I know it's a massive L. Well, what like that's how the league works. So it's not it's irrelevant. Whether it's also it's not or that. he's his boss sometimes. He's his boss sometimes, but like you're also he had to recruit him for like two years and now he's gonna leave. Like you have to cater to the players in a way that's not really true in the NFL. Right. And like in most other professional sports leagues. Like if you're a weirdo, you're probably gonna get traded, but a player with Kyrie's talent, he's just not that's not the case. My point in saying this is like you say like the boss analogy, just imagine saying that to your friend, or to literally anyone you know. It's just weird. That'd be pretty normal for me. Really? It's like, hey, Mom, by the way, what does the word of government mean to you? <laughs> just walk into the house like that? What? It's absurd. It doesn't matter if it's your boss or if it's your employee or if it's your mom or your dad or your professor or your fucking TA or whatever, or your best friend. You're just a weirdo. If you're doing that, come on. I'm gonna Curry's walk. Weird. I'm gonna walk into my best friend's house in a couple of days, and I'm just gonna walk in. He's gonna say, "Yo, what's up, man? Haven't seen you in a while." I'm just straight face. I'm gonna say, "Bro, the sun doesn't exist. It's merely a lie the government tells us to keep us from knowing the truth. Why do you think the sun hurts to look at? It's because they don't want you to see the truth." And what do you think you would say to me? You'd be like. Yeah, okay. What's been fuck? doing meth? Racing's on meth. <laughs> Looks like we're going to have to involuntary commit him. Uh, yeah, at least you have an asylum like right next door to your house. That's fine. W. Yeah, W. <laughs> also, Alonzo, I, I want to tell everyone something. I'm going to brag on you. You ready? Yeah. Oh, no. Everyone, I just want to announce Alonzo's jo- joined, no, he's, no, he's joining no, the Biceps no. Club. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He's joining the Biceps Club. We love to see it. He's yeah, getting bigger. We were... He's getting a little hey. bigger. Uh, you know, for a while there, I was just like, 
And man, Alonzo is just like a bunch of my skinny friends. I know they're just they're just stupid. They don't eat. They don't listen to anything I tell them. Strong. And then it uh, looks like he's actually doing it. He might still be a coward, but he's getting a little bigger, and we like it. <laughs> we do love it. I thought you were going to go with the announcement that I'm cuffed, and I just want to make it abundantly clear. That you are. We on Instagram. That you I are. am certainly not cuffed. I do not have this a This is disgusting. I posted, I posted a picture She's with gonna, someone the other day. I hope she doesn't hear this. I posted this. a picture with someone the other day, I and I literally – the, the caption says family formalities, and I wanted to put a hashtag platonic next to it because I knew this would come up. And yes. I've essentially friend zoned her on all social media because if not, it's not true, right? I have friend zoned her on social media, and I am friend zoning her on the Title Talk podcast to our 75 listeners. She is not my girlfriend. <laughs> this is wrong. This is fake news. This is <laughs> fake news. And I won't be. I won't stand for the spread. I just won't stand for it. No. No, no. Not my girlfriend. No. I just want to let you know that Alonzo denied that harder than Tom Brady denied cheating. Just want to let you Bryson, know. Bryson, the girl I posted a picture with is not all that attractive. If we're being 100% honest, okay? I don't That's know what it. your point she's is, really man. Good, it's okay. Really good friend of mine. You like she's a you really like her a lot, and you hang out a lot, and you take pictures, and you just don't want us to think that you're together. But you, all the signs are there, folks. They've been together all summer, all spring. They're always Hell together. No. They're always no. together. It's They're wrong. Always together. It's just yeah. wrong. They're always she once together. showed up. No, no. I mean, no. You have it all wrong. I'm actually like kind of hooking up with one of her friends, if anything. So, <laughs> oh yeah, my God. this guy's the worst. Guys are worse. I, yeah, I mean, Twitter can Twitter can judge me. I don't really care. All right. Well, we're canceled. We're gonna be canceled by feminist Twitter. Are we? Yes, are we're, we? we're, getting, Twitter, owned. we're, we're getting owned. By woke Twitter. We're getting owned right now. Getting owned by woke Twitter. Yep, we're getting. Are they owned. gonna shoot me into the sun? Oh wait, it doesn't exist. It doesn't. So they can't. So that statement. <laughs> they can't. See, your entire life that was that statement was just, cool yeah, and, funny, and now it's a lie. It's now a lie. <laughs> No, it saved my life. It saved my life. I can't be shot into the sun anymore. It doesn't exist. You're just going to shoot me up and I'm going to come down. Alonzo. Other stuff happened today. I just want to let you know. You know, for the whole off season, I've been well, thinking. yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. I've been thinking, you know, Josh Gordon just isn't on the team. And then lately, I've been thinking about football, and I've been thinking about us last year and how fun it was in the preseason. On, like, a Friday night, we'd get together, and I'd be, like, smashed. And I don't know what you were doing, but I was having a good time talking to you. And that's that's when football Aww. season really starts. And it reminded me of Josh Gordon and all the fun the beginning of the season was and how much we loved him. And then, so, then, let's fast forward. We just forget about him because... He broke our hearts. We forget about him. And then we see him again. In the last couple of days, I've been thinking about summer football. And then Josh Gordon shows up. And now it's summertime. And I love him so much. And he's working out with Tom Brady. And does it get any better? I just want to know. It doesn't get any better. It does not get any better. No. I mean, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's that girl you've always loved. You've just always, always loved her from afar. And she has her own problems. But, you know. Her boyfriend used to be kind of a piece of shit and she broke up and, you know, she wasn't really around for the past few years. And then 
just kind of came back in town and got back together with the old boyfriend. And uh, again, he was still kind of a piece of shit. And, you know, she finally distanced herself from him. And you were right there for her, right when she needed you the most. Right when she needed you. You were there for her. You loved her. You were great for her. And she relapsed. She left. She left again. She left you now. But you'll always love her. And it's the just faintest sign of hope you're going to get sucked right back in. And I put my Josh Gordon jersey on today after I saw Tom Brady. Yes. I put it on. Yes. I played Madden. I played Madden. Yes. I I threw the ball to Josh Gordon. He had 200 yards receiving by the second quarter. I love that man. I would do anything for that man. And I will never quit him. Never. Me neither. He broke me. He broke me. And I'll never be okay. Never. I be love the- Josh Gordon. I'll ne- never be the same. Alexa, I need him. Never be the same. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I love him too. I love him too. His calves were massive. He's a mammoth of a human being. He's large, fast, strong, handsome. You just can't really ask for more. Oh, and he's better than Phil Dorsett and Chris Hogan. Combined. Like, Chris Hogan and Phil Dorsett could do the Patara fusion, and they would still not be even close to Josh Gordon. Whoa, you stress me out. You kill me. You drag me down. You fuck me up. We're on the ground. We're screaming. I don't know how to make it stop. I love it. I hate it. And I can't take it. But I keep on coming back to you. Yeah, please. I'm going to need you to seek help. Josh. Seek help. No. No. I will always keep coming back to Josh Gordon. Always. Forever and ever. He could be, he could be 37 years old. And I'll be like, yeah, he's probably going to he's gonna be our second best receiver. Again. Do you know how much we love Josh Gordon, Alonzo? I just sang a song for him. Nope, that's not even it. Yeah. We've, got, we've got text of Josh Gordon messing up bigly, and we just don't release him. We just keep him to ourselves because we love him so much, and we protect him with all of our hearts. Why, why, why do you have to say that? Why do you have to say that, though? We that's, just love him. It's kind of releasing it. No, we just love him so much. Yeah, I do love him, but we could keep that private, a little more private. (laughs) (laughs) I love Josh Gordon. I love him. I love him. Honestly, though, football perspective, if Josh Gordon's on this team. Yeah, I said today on Twitter, I'm pretty sure you have a good argument if you have Julio, Sanu, and Ridley, but Josh Gordon, Edelman, and Nikhil Harry is probably the best trio. Well, Woods, Cooks, Reynolds, not Reynolds Cup. That's pretty good. I think our, I think the Patriots receiving core is better. You're gonna say ours. I know, Lock but yourself. I did. Yeah, I didn't. This is why we did. Lock this yourself. is why we get the reps. This is why Lock we get yourself. <laughs> yourself, Bill this Simmons. Is why, this is why we put in time in a summer podcast. No we, we, why we put in time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we like actually us because we're the ones we, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. We. Okay, Bryson. That's fine. Sure. Now, look, it's a great trio. It's a great trio. 
you have an argument there. I mean, honestly, I think, damn, I don't know. It's it, it would be up there. I think Nikhil has to actually be good, and Julio I think is he's not be significantly good. better than Josh Gordon. Julio's like a level up, but he's he's better. He's not he's not as much better as people would make it out to be. And Edelman's honestly, way better than Sanu. Yeah, in a big game, I'll take Edelman over any of those guys. I mean, fight me in our offense, in the Pats' offense. Like in a big game, I'm taking Edelman. I don't care. I don't mean time and time again. He's just proven he's a number one option on a great offense. Yeah. Whenever he's on the field, he's the offense is great. He's great. He's, he's a great receiver. He's better than Wes Welker. Well, yeah, that's if you've watched the Patriots. I don't know how that's really debatable. They play a different position. That's a whole other discussion. We can have it later. But he's better. He's great. Edelman is great. No, I don't want Josh us to have. I don't want. Great. I don't want us to have the Edelman discussion right now because I want it to be preseason, week two, or week three. Edelman rolls out and he goes off for like ten catches in one quarter, and then we get on the <laughs> podcast and we're both slammed and we're like, I don't know. Edelman is just way better than Welker. He's just way better. <laughs> Imagine thinking Welker's better. Imagine thinking Antonio Brown's better than Edelman. Man, you fucking coward. Oh, uh, shit. All right, Alonzo. Yeah, yeah, look, you're right, though. It's it's really hard to find a better trio than that if Harry's what we think he is. And uh, our dad had a pretty interesting idea today on Twitter. Shout out, Dad, if you're listening. He said that McDaniels might be inclined to replace some of those Gronk routes and Gronk plays with, like, bigger inside receivers. That's what they're doing. That's That might be what they're doing. And I've said if this. that's the case, that's really – that's exciting. I think – yeah, I think – yeah. I think that's Maurice what they – Harris played in the slot a bunch in fucking minicamp. Nikhil think... has that versatility. Like, he – it makes some sense. I think that – the Patriots did exactly this. They wanted bigger targets, just guys with bigger arms to get the ball from Brady and run run those inside routes. Nikhil Harry will be all over the field. Yeah. I just don't see the great need for a tight end in this offense. Like Demarius Thomas is huge. Josh Gordon is huge if Demarius he plays. Says, I don't care. He's awesome. He's huge. He's gonna he's gonna catch screens and be awesome. It's gonna be great. We love to yeah. see. It. If he can run, Harry's, better than a four eight by the time he's back. Nikhil Harry, who I love to almost try to call Keneal Harry every time. Yeah. Nikhil Harry, gonna be huge, big, also gonna moss people. Yeah, yeah. not worried about tight end. I don't care. We have like I'm not, we have like I'm, four yeah. we have like four slot big movable athletic tight end slot? body ish. Yeah, we have yeah. The Patriots have Harris. like yeah yeah no have, everyone can move around everyone can move around I see what you're saying exactly like, with the exception of like Demarius sort of Josh last year played on the outside pretty exclusively but Josh got here in week three so he probably wasn't going to move around much they're probably going to keep it kind of basic with him yeah they got big targets all around I don't know if they really went into the off season with the idea like oh we're going to get bigger. Because their main target in free agency was I fucking think Adam did. Humphreys. 
Well, their main target in free agency was Adam Humphrey, so I don't but know also, how that would. Also, mesh there's. With it. There was that coward clip where he said that Belichick wanted the team to be bigger and faster. He bigger and more said, athletic. When you said when you said coward just there, I thought you were talking about Humphreys. <laughs> yeah, he said that too. <laughs> coward. Yeah, yeah, you little you little pipsqueak. Adam Humphreys. Coward. Barry looks better. Dude, you know what would be sad at this time of the year? Like imagine imagine replace imagine putting Adam Humphreys on this team. Like you'd have to cut you'd have to take his dead cap. What? Yeah, you'd have to because he's a puny man and would absolutely would not make the team. Josh <laughs> yeah, Gordon, Demarius Thomas, Nikhil Harry tower over that puny man, and Edelman's in the slot, so not happening, kid. Beat it. Oh, Maurice Harris too. He's also better. Yeah, and, okay. And bigger. I'd I'd still love Humphreys or Beasley. Playing Keon- Beasley's gonna hurt me. <laughs> they want. Well, my point is they wanted both, so I don't really know how how much of a plan it was to get bigger at the position. I think when you look at the players who were available to him, uh, the bigger guys were just better options for the most part. Nikhil Lombardi thought was the best receiver in the draft. Um, Maurice Harris, they've wanted for years. That's a fact. Um, they cut Bruce Ellington. Inman was the best receiver available at the time they signed him in free agency. So I don't know how much of a concerted effort it was to get bigger, but they definitely entered the offseason with the plan to get better at the spot. And from the way they ended last season, I think they did. How they were with Josh Gordon on the field, I don't think they did. I cannot believe that Josh Gordon joined the team in week three. It feels like that first four week that first four weeks, man, that doesn't even feel like that feels like another like world. Yeah, like that. It feels like so much. It felt like so much longer before that. Like those four weeks felt like an eternity. Well, I mean, also we were worried about it all of training camp. Because every, we love Kenny Britt. <laughs> every we day we Kenny were Britt. we were sitting we were in class about... and we were like, "Oh man, the Patriots suck. This is a rebuilding year." <laughs> nah. I mean, personally, I during camp during the preseason, I was just I was waiting for the trade. Or waiting for Britt to get healthy, and then Jordan Matthews breaks his, you know, tears his hamstring. They signed Decker; that was a disaster from day one. You're waiting for Britt to get back, then they cut Britt. It was kind of a rough, rough summer, rough three weeks, and then Josh Gordon came into our lives. Nadalman came back, and they won the Super Bowl. And Josh Gordon was literally the fulcrum of their offense for the entirety of his Pats tenure. It was a fulcrum of my life. Yeah. I mean, I paid like 150 bucks for his jersey custom because they ran out of jerseys after the Viking game. They were all out. Everyone loved that guy. When I went to the Chargers division round game, there were countless Josh Gordon jerseys there. There might have been as many Josh Gordon jerseys as there were like Hightower, McCourty jerseys. Everyone in New England embraced and loved Josh Gordon. They absolutely did. And I, I love to see it, Alonzo. Yeah. And I'll love to see him back back next year. I think however long it lasts, I think we'll play at least in a few games. And then from, from when he gets reinstated, it'll be like a day to day situation. Yeah, Every let's, day he shows let's talk up about this. Let's talk about this. So they asked Jeff Howe, our boy, 
can't remember who he asked. I think was it VP of was it VP of player personnel? Who? Jeff Howe asked the league what the situation was on Josh Gordon's indefinite suspension, and they just said they had like no timetable. Yeah. Did you hear that? Yeah, I saw that. Which I'm gonna say, Alonzo, you can weep for me, but I think that Josh Gordon already suspen- already served a suspension. He turned himself in. He was a good boy, turned himself in, did bad yes, things, turn- did turn himself in. This is good. This is better than this is better than avoiding everyone. And do we know if he actually failed a drug test? Because I don't think he took. Yeah, drugs. no, he did. He did. He, he, he failed a drug test. Yeah, it, so, Ian Rappaport reported okay, in yeah. the Super Bowl that it was worse than just weed. And, like, weed from the text we have, not to bring that up again, but we know that for a fact. Yeah, okay, but did, but was it a thing, like, turned himself in, then got the drug test, then tested positive? Like, he no. wasn't, he didn't just, nope. he, so he just showed up one day and they're like, hey, Josh, here's a drug test. I don't buy that. They drug test, I mean, they drug tested him and he failed it because he had been doing drugs. <laughs> Look, but he allegedly, like you're saying, he turned himself in. He turned himself in, quote-unquote, and then like four hours later, he was suspended indefinitely. He turned himself in because... Yeah, which proves my point. Well, no, it doesn't. Immediately immediately when he turned himself in, there were reports that, oh, yeah, it's because he's going to serve a suspension. Yeah. It wasn't... He served the suspension. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, he did, but it, he he didn't have a say over it. All he did was maybe get he did that story that morning. Maybe he all did he did that. all he did that morning was say like I'm get I'm stepping away from football to focus on my mental health. Okay. That was what he did. What, we don't think that he like actually like they t- they might have talked and talked about this, and they both agreed that Josh was going to be suspended indefinitely, or he just like got hit with a band hammer and was like fuck man getting hit with the band. I don't, I think he like talked to some people. I think that, that I think he yeah, talked to he people. T- he probably talked to some people look, and then look, to Josh, get ahead of the story. We're suspend you. To get ahead we'll of the story. You next year. To get ahead of the story. We'll, no, we'll, we'll suspend you in de- No, I think it went more like we'll suspend we're going to suspend you indefinitely. Like pack your shit. The announcement's coming later this afternoon. And Gordon said or tomorrow afternoon. And Gordon said, "Okay." And they did him the courtesy of not leaking it. He was able to get ahead of the story, control the narrative for all the morning shows, and then the NFL announced an indefinite suspension later that afternoon. I, I just think get, that's what it was, honestly. I just get a good vibe. I get a good vibe that I don't think there's any way in 2019 Josh Gordon gets suspended for all 16 games. I just don't think no, there's a, no, there's no, a, no, no. no way. I, no way. I don't think so either. No way. They would get the league would get crushed for that, by the way, by everyone. Yeah, I think everyone feels bad for Josh Gordon. Exactly. No, Browns, I'm with you Browns fans don't really, but I think a lot of people would the, like. First of all, this guy doesn't have money. Like he has no money at all. He has actually no money. He never got a big deal. This is his biggest deal, actually, probably per year in terms of salary. No, this is his biggest salary. The biggest salary he's ever had. Like too. probably, probably like quadruple, maybe times five. By a long shot. Yeah. Well, he was a second round pick in the ah. supplementary. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he didn't. In the supplemental draft, he got an original round tender, so that was around like two point one million, I think, something like yep. that. Two point one or two point two. Yeah, he got two point something million, and I think the value of his rookie contract was probably somewhere around three for the whole four years. Which I don't know if he saw all that money. 
this year he's I mean he's getting the two I'm pretty sure if he's he suspended no if he's suspended no it comes against the cap but I don't think he gets paid stupid yeah uh, no I'm with you I don't think he gets suspended all 16 games I just think I still think that he can't be a part of their plans I think they have to see everything they get from him as a bonus like if he shows if he gets reinstated in like week seven great if he gets reinstated in week seven and they were trying to trade for a receiver they should keep trying to trade for the receiver they should act like he's not there play him start him act you know he's there when he's there and when he's there treat him like one of your best players which he is but don't treat him like he's going to stick around you have to treat everything you get from him as a bonus josh gordon's a sad piece last year he's a sad piece (laughs) <laughs> He's a side piece, but yeah, when... maybe maybe I'm I might go over to Josh Gordon's house tonight. Yeah. Hey, Josh Gordon, want to come over? You up? <laughs> Got a game in week seven. You ready? Want to want to not smoke? <laughs> <laughs> want me to keep a want me to keep an eye out for you, tonight? Josh? Josh, do you have the gummies, smiley face? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wait. Yeah, he'll he'll play. He'll play for the Patriots this year. I'm just, yeah. By the way, I this question kind of sprung into my head today. What number do you want to kill Harry to wear? I want, I want him to wear 19 or like something cool. Ah, yeah. You got I made him on Madden. I made him on because I just got home back from school uh, Friday, and I just made Nikhil on Madden. I think 81 not? would be cool. I think he's too like bulky for eighty one. What about eighty eight would look dope as shit on him? Demarius. Yeah, I know, but eighty eight would look dope as hell. Eighty nine would look cool, I think, too, honestly. Eighty nine's a dope number. Eighty eight. Eighty where eighty seven. You won't do no, it, coward. No, do it. No. Do it, no, coward. No. Do it. Do that. Coward. No. You can do it. No, I don't think that number will be in play for a while. <laughs> um no, I thought, I mean, I was thinking about it and I thought, okay, so we can't wear 10 because that's Gordon. We can't wear 11. We can't wear 12. Dorsett's 13. Berrios right now is 14, but if Berrios gets cut, I could see Harry taking 14 before the season. Uh, 15 is the ghost of Chris Hogan. We're 15. I'd like that. Do, no, I'd love that. We're and it's 15. also in, it's Inman right now. It's Inman right now. Oh, 15 shit. would look. 15 would look dope, and if Inman gets cut, it'll be open. And by all accounts, Inman was pretty bad at uh, the OTAs. Not that it matters all that much, but still. Uh, what else? 16? Maybe. Anyone wearing 16? No? I don't think so. What about uh, eight? eight? Oh, shit. Matt Slater. Damn it. Like yeah, eight. Slater. Nice. 17 is off the table. 17 is completely off the table. He's got to have a receiver wearing 17. He's got to wear night. He's going to wear 19 or he's going to wear 14. 14. Or he's going to wear 80. He's going to wear he's going to wear 89, bro. I'm telling you. 89. 89, 89. I kind of like that idea, honestly. I like that idea. And if Demarius gets cut during camp, 88 is the best option. I think 89 is a better option. I think it'd be sick as hell. Man, I don't know. 85? About 85. No, because then that gives you Hernandez murder vibes. 
You can't have that. <laughs> a rookie Fair. wearing 85. <laughs> and being good from day one? No. That <laughs> they, was, should retire, that's a, they should retire 85 and 81. I am pretty sure a rookie wide receiver for the Patriots uh, wearing number 85 is actually probable cause to search his house. <laughs> Fair enough. Ryan Izzo wore 85 last year, by the way. He was listed as 85 as a rookie tight end. He's going to murder someone. Might murder Larry Izzo. <laughs> okay. Okay, Alonzo. Yeah. All right, Alonzo. Are we going to take, we're going to talk about our interesting players next. What are we doing here? Sure, man. Why not? Fuck it. Why not? What are we doing here? What I actually, are we doing? I, I actually know what I'm doing, and I want to actually just throw in a, uh, an interesting player, and that's Duke Dawson. Duke Dawson, we hated the draft pick last year. Can't say I love Joe Juan Williams again this year, by the way. Or Joe Juan, as we called him before the draft. Don't call him Joe Juan, because then I'm, then I'm going to call him Joe Juan again. Holy <laughs> he's, cow. He's Joe Juan. He's Joe Juan. He's not Joe Juan. He's just Joe Juan. I mean, Joe Juan. Joe Juan Williams, I can't say I love that pick. He'll probably be great and prove me wrong. And be like Browner 2.0, but cheap. Duke Dawson last year, we hated when it happened. We had a whole lot of corners. We thought that it would be weird and that some undrafted kid or some seventh-round pick would probably make the team and it would be a numbers crunch. And we'd say, why did we draft Duke Dawson in the second round again? And we were saying that for the entirety of the season. And now the Patriots have five corners who are locks to make the team, like barring a trade. They have Gilmore. Uh, J.C. Jackson, Joe Wan, Jonathan Jones, and Jason McCourty. Those are five guys. In the past, they would only keep five corners. Now they're going to clearly keep six or seven. And if they keep six, Keon Crossan was maybe their best special teams player by the end of last year on like pick coverage. He was a stud. And Jeff Howe is obviously very plugged in. And he always compares him to like a Matt Slater 2.0 type in his he's columns awesome. on The Athletic. Yeah, and he's absurdly athletic. He like profiles as a guy who could potentially play the slot. And Duke Dawson last year could not carve out a role for himself in the kicking game at all. So Duke Dawson might not – he's clearly not a lock to make the team. Okay, let me – this is where I come in, Alonzo. Okay. All right. I don't. I'm. I'm not too sure that Duke Dawson is just going to be a slot corner. You want to? You want to hear? Devin McCourty. I feel the same way. Devin Whoa. McCourty, five ten, one ninety five. Duke Dawson, five ten and a half, it's one ninety six. Duke Dawson, forty time, four 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 six. D Mac, four four one. He's not as slow as you think. No, I never said he was slow. No, no, I'm just saying in general. I don't think a lot of people think of Duke Dawson like as like a super fast a John, burner, Jones, right. John yeah. Jones guy. So maybe well, he's not. John Jones is four three three. Yeah, he's fast. Yeah. So maybe Duke Dawson plays some deep safety because I think you're right. Like it's it's going to be hard. But also our our man Mike Reese just put it out there that Duke Dawson's been making plays. Yeah. No, I think which well, I usually. Probably maybe doesn't mean anything, but also Mike Reese said it. Yeah, and Mike Reese is the goat. I think Duke Dawson and Joe Wan, for that matter, 
we we're stupid just calling them corners and even jc jackson and steph gilmore like they play these guys they played gilmore on travis kelsey and crunch time in the afc championship game they played jc jackson on kelsey for the majority of the afc championship game they played jc jackson on gerald everett for the super bowl uh dawson played everywhere literally everywhere in the secondary when he was in florida and joe Wan has very similar measurables to Brandon Browner, who they literally used as a linebacker at times in 2014. So these guys are just matchup pieces. I get that. At the same time, they're defensive backs. That's unavoidable, and you can only keep so many guys. And just with the amount of roster locks that are already on the team, I think that's what that's why I'm going to have my eye out on Dawson specifically during training camp in the preseason as a guy who... He might he he would probably have trade value, uh, and I think I would not rule out a Jonathan Jones trade, be it player for player or for some draft pick value. Slot corners have gotten paid an obscene amount of money uh, recently. You had Kenny Moore get like top of the market slot corner money. Kenny Moore, former Patriot, Justin Coleman get the highest number for a slot corner in the NFL, another former Patriot. Those are two guys the Patriots kept, the Patriots dumped and essentially chose Jonathan Jones over. Jonathan Jones is going to get paid next offseason. They're not going to franchise him. And if they feel like Dawson's ready to take over in the slot, or at least contribute on game days, and comfortable enough in a J.C. Jackson, Stephon Gilmore, Devin, Mc- I mean, Jason McCourty corner group or corner top trio, I could easily see Jonathan Jones getting traded. And that just makes this entire thing moot. At that point, Dawson makes a team. But if that doesn't happen, I, Dawson, he's going to have to earn his spot. I think he has the ability to do so, but that's just a guy I'll, you know, we'll have our eye out for. I agree, Alonzo. Next interesting player, especially interesting, very just a very interesting guy overall. You'd, you'd think after a player shows up to practice with bags on your hands that that'd be kind of it for you, but here he is back again, and that's Jamie Collins, just being an that's athletic on his freak. hand for a manicure. Yeah, just, uh, just, a very, just a very strange guy. Um, very good at football, likes video <laughs> games. Doesn't care that he's very good at football, by the way. Just enjoys a lot of money, which, I mean... I can't really blame him More there. More power to you. Yeah, good for you, Jamie Collins. Yeah. But this makes it really interesting because the Patriots, they have a lot of guys that can just like play the edge. They can play linebacker. They can move around. Hightower, Kyle Van Noy, Jamie Collins. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm, miss- I'm sure I'm missing someone. But John all these Simon, guys. Yeah, John Simon. Yeah, they can move. Kinda. They can all play the edge. They can all play linebacker. It's going to be a f- much faster team. Yeah, yeah, I love Jamie Collins. I've always loved Jamie Collins. I think he'll be, I think he'll be very good this year. Honestly, I think Dietrich Wise should give him back ninety-one because he looked like a fucking badass wearing ninety-one. And what number is he wearing right now? By the way, like eight or something. Eight, eight. That's he's so cool. Eight. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, that makes me think that he's just going to be the best player in the NFL this year. <laughs> the fact he's wearing number eight in practice, he's so goat. Look, I think Jamie, it's just, it'll be fun to have him back on the team. He'll want 
he knows like if Jamie Collins comes out this year and he plays to his like 2015 level, he's going to get a monster contract again next offseason. He's still young. He's still an athletic freak. Matt Patricia isn't, isn't on the team. Matt Patricia is not his defensive coordinator. In fact, it might be fucking Gerard Mayo. And Gerard Mayo, when they traded him, talked about how much he loved Collins as a player, even as his teammate, and how important he was to that defense. I think Gerard Mayo is going to put him in positions to succeed as opposed to the fat fucking Detroit. Whoa. Jamie, yeah, that was strong. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't strong enough, actually. That's why I was surprised. I was surprised it was that short. <laughs> yeah. The fat fuck in Detroit did not put him in position to succeed. I think Mayo will. Uh, he might earn a three-down role, honestly, because he, like, objectively, he's more talented than... Right, He's more physically gifted than any linebacker they have right now outside of, like, Van Noy and playoff Hightower. No... Oh, well, he might be – he's on par with Van Noy, maybe no. better still. Maybe better, yeah, I think so. Jamie, If Jamie Collins plays good, he will be the best linebacker on the Patriots. And I think it will be very, very hard if yeah. to not do that. If, he, if Jamie Collins plays good, if he plays well, he's going to be the best linebacker in my opinion. Yeah, his upside – Like, this guy was a freak. Is... Fucking amazing! Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, he wanted he wanted Von Miller money, and it wasn't it was crazy, but it wasn't like that. Crazy, it was crazy, but it wasn't that crazy. crazy. I would have paid him eighteen a year. You would have paid him eighteen million a year, and maybe nineteen if he asked nicely. Well, that's okay. Thank God you're not running the team. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) All right, trolling, bowling. Yeah, Jamie Gons is he's fucking great. Talent-wise, there's just, yeah, he's probably, you're right. He is probably more talented still, physically gifted, whatever, however you want to phrase it. His upside is probably greater than that of Van Neuer Hightower this year. And look, they, the, the reason why we're talking about him is, like, we're not talking out of our ass here. He was playing with the starting defense throughout the OTAs, and he was the starting, like, right guard on punt, like, on the punt team. And just the fact that they're trying to get him on the field on special teams tells me that they do have a real plan for him uh, just on game days. Who? Jamie. Interesting. He was playing, but... I mean, you, the punt team, Lombardi always says, like, you, you don't fuck with the punt team. And he was playing as the starting right guard on the punt team. That's interesting. Starting right guard. Hmm. On the punt team. He's a freak, man. He's definitely a freak. I just want to let you know what we just did right there. What we just did was essentially make Dante Hightower and Kyle Van Noy Tom Brady, and then we made Jamie Collins Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that was... he. <laughs> His physical upside is greater. He, he hasn't been. He wasn't good in Cleveland. He was bad. He was just bad, like Aaron Rodgers. He, he sucks. Right. Yeah. He sucked in the past three years. He sucks. But we've seen we've seen Jamie Collins be really fucking good in New England, and he was really fucking good in minicamp. And they have a specific role for him in mind, as evidenced by his usage, not even on defense, because you can move players around, and like Nikhil wasn't playing with the starters much. But the fact he was first string on the punt team tells me they were they're really planning for him to be on the team and contribute in a significant way. 
It tells me someone needs to seek help because we're thinking about the right guard of the punt team in June. Hey, Mike Reese. Mike Reese put it in his column. I'm seek not... help, Mike. Seek help. Okay. Don't say. Don't talk about Mike that way. You got the case All of right? the. You got the case of the Junes, bro. Go outside. Come on, don't talk about Mike that way. Just please. kidding, Mike. Love you. Yeah. I really do. Someone else that looks good, Alonzo, and that's our boy Maurice Harris. That's dad's boy. That's not our boy. That's well. That's also our boy because that's our dad's boy. So that's like technically our brother, actually. But whatever. Fair. So our brother, that's a W for you. That's a massive L for me. Our massive, my brother Maurice Harris. My brother Maurice Harris looks good in practice. Apparently, the Patriots like him, and also Cordell Patterson type of usage? Question mark. That was interesting. That was really interesting. Seeing all that, I would have thought if anything, it was Phil Dorsett they would use him that way because Phil Dorsett is. He belongs in the a CFL. Very gifted athlete. He belongs okay, in the CFL. On. He belongs in the Do CFL. Do your rant. Do your full set rant. Okay, listen here, guys. First of all, you cowards coming on the Twitter sphere and telling me that Fildor set is good. First of all, you should be ashamed of yourself. You should slap yourself right now for even thinking that. Fildor set with the greatest quarterback of all time in his first season. So he 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 cracks two hundred yards barely. And we're like, you know, uh, first year, Fildor set, you know, whatever. Give him a camp. So they give him a camp. He's battling with Chris Hogan, who is on crack on the roster. He was very bad. Chris Hogan was very bad. He's battling Chris Hogan for snaps in the Super Bowl. By the way, had less than 300 yards with the Patriots and one of the worst wide receiver groups of Tom Brady's entire career. Disagree strongly. When Josh Gordon came back, that was a a pretty good group. Yeah, but when Phil Dorsett was wide receiver two, he was actually yeah. not wide receiver two because he was wide receiver zero because that's what he was, a complete zero. Tom Brady actually threw the ball at the back of his head once just to say, fuck you, Josh, <laughs> take him out of the game because that's how bad he was. <laughs> I know what you're going to do. You're going to pull up the clips against the Chiefs game. Cool beans. Phil Dorsett caught a dot from Tom Brady. I've never seen any. It was I've, one clip. I've never seen anyone catch a pass from Tom Brady before. That wasn't good. He caught one pass. Need I remind you, and there it. was there was quite literally an obese man at, in practice in like week two of the season, week three of the season last year. And he was he might have been better than Phil Dorsett. They might have made a mistake <laughs> there. They made a mistake. Phil Dorsett. Doesn't deserve anything. He had all of his chances. His burner can weep. I hope you listen to this. Tweet about it. Weep. Weep. Just weep. You suck. You're bad. Okay. Yeah. He couldn't beat out Chris Hogan. They kept they kept giving Hogan every chance when Josh Gordon was on the team and when Edelman was on the field. Chris Hogan was consistently ahead of Phil Dorsett last year. And people were trying to tell me that they did going into the draft that they didn't need a receiver because they had Phil Dorsett. That's great. That's great, Pat's Twitter. <laughs> you guys are awesome. Pat's Twitter. Phil Dorsett, goat. I bet you Belichick himself, if he was like drinking three or four beers, he would tell you that Phil Dorsett sucks. Well, three or four, I think. You gotta give Belichick more credit than that. I'd say on his seventh, he'd be like, yeah, he's bad. This Phil Dorsett guy stinks. <laughs> He'd say it exactly like that. Too. Thanks. 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 Mad best route. I'm trying to try to get try to get Humphreys. Try to get fucking Humphreys. Best route. Nine route. 
Brady's worst route. It's a non route. Doesn't work out. Doesn't fucking route. Just a fucking route. Statistically anomaly. Get in the fucking get in the fucking tent or set. Pretend to be hurt or something. Bill and Chick walks at the door set. Yeah, Phil, we're just gonna IR you. You kind of suck. <laughs> hey, Phil, you know, Josh Gordon's back, so go fuck yourself. <laughs> I want this happen so bad. Like, so bad for no reason. Like, Builder says, probably the nicest guy ever. And I was so bad one <laughs> to build his Belichick loves Builder said. Belichick, when Gordon got suspended last year, he just he raved about Dorset for fucking his entire press conference. <laughs> We're hating him right now. He, he wanted. He knew he sucked, and he just wanted to give him a little bit of confidence in the media because he knows Dorset has rabbit ears and is tweeting on Twitter. <laughs> On a burner account. He's tweeting on Twitter. He's tweeting Thanks on for Twitter. That. He's tweeting on Twitter. What do you want him to say? He's twittering on what do you say? He's twittering? He's tweeting, you fuck. Tweeting, tweeting Tom. That guy. Tweeting Tom. Tweeting Tom. Big booby Bill. Big booby Big Bill. Fine Bill and tweeting Tom. Both fucking up the offseason. We haven't talked about that. Belichick finally just decides to put a shirt on. Finally decides to put a shirt on. Yeah. Shows up. And arrives to a party with one of the worst losses he's ever had. And that's not signing Trent Brown to a multi-year contract. <laughs> he, just has to, he has to look Trent Brown in the eyes for another two to three hours and just know, let that one get away. Let that one get away. Yeah. A big guy. Big, big guy. <sighs> ah, Christ. All right, Harris is good. Maurice Harris is good. He's going to make the team. Mm-hmm. Maurice Harris is better than Chris Hogan. I can't confirm. I've I've watched him play once, and I've watched him play. I've watched his highlights, and I know he's a better football player than Chris Hogan. W. I think that's all we need to say about Maurice Harris. He's going to make the team. He's going to have some Patterson role. Probably... He was playing in the slot a bunch. Yeah, probably playing the slot. Big slot is, guy. Would like we he, talked about as he returned punts. He was returning punts and he, he was returning, returning kickoffs. We need we the Patriots need someone. The Patriots we, need someone. The Patriots the Patriots no, need we, someone to return punts because I'm afraid you our friend to be our friend three year old our friend Julian Edelman. Edelman Julian Edelman his brain that thing that thing just give it a little <laughs> rest okay <laughs> just yeah. give it a little rest. give it a, he's also fucking he's 33. Like, let's not be ridiculous. Be a little responsible with him. You know? no, he's 30, no one cares he's that 33 years old. I want him to hold his children. At, I want him to be able to hold his ch- child after this season. He's going to have a 400-target yeah. season. Yeah. He, of course, he's going to catch, catch like all of them. And half he's going to catch 369. Half of, them will, targets. half of them will be like throwaways where Brady's like trying to not throw it to him because he doesn't want Julian to get hit. Julian catches it anyway. <laughs> and he gets... Just destroy it over the middle. Yeah, and he's also. I have and he pops up. No, no shot. Julian Edelman is just like, yeah, just let someone else return punts. Oh, I no. don't think so. Of course not. Of course not. This is what. It's this like, is what. No shot. It's like no shot. KD is gonna tell the Warriors. No, no, I don't. I'm not playing. I'm not ready. No, if you if you say like, well, you could be able to play, but there's there's a risk. He'll be like, yeah, fuck it. You say I'll be able to play, I'll play. You give me the opportunity to return punts, I'll return punts. I want to. But you got to save him from himself. 
And yeah. every, I feel like every punt return he had last year, he just got clobbered at the end of it. And he can take the hits. Obviously, he's built to take them. But it's, I don't, I don't love him returning punts. And we've been saying this for a solid four years now, so he'll, he'll return punts this year. I have a feeling that if someone else tried to run out there and return punts, like if Braxton Berrios runs out there to return punts, Edelman will just tackle him and just take the penalty every time and just stare Bill in the face on the sidelines, and it'll just be a standoff. It'll turn into a Mexican standoff. Tom Brady's in the middle like, whoa, let's all calm it down, guys. Yeah. Tension. Yeah, BB out, and it's not Bill Belichick, it's Braxton Berrios. Like, don't lie. You can see Edelman with this, like, putting his chin strap on and just absolutely leveling Berrios and just flexing to the sideline at Bill Belichick. And then Bill Belichick throws a flag to challenge challenge it because technically it was technically a penalty. (laughs) Tries to get Julian Edelman ejected for a helmet to helmet hit. Hate to see it. I'd actually like to see it because it'd get Braxton Berrios out of my life. I'm more okay, Braxton Berrios hate. Nah, I'm just kidding. You, you had a rant there too. No, I'm kidding. Okay. Nope. Braxton Berrios is okay with me. Yeah, he's fine. He's he's not as handsome as Julian Edelman though. He's fine. He'd be in the Welker mold of attractiveness. He'd be he'd be a more attractive Welker. Certainly not Edelman or Amendola level. Certainly not. No. All right. Uh, well, Welker, step. Welker. If you're for Game of Thrones, people, Welker looked like fucking Tyrion Lannister. Okay, it looked like the dwarf in Game of Thrones. Wow. I won't. I won't. I'm, I'm binge watching Game of Thrones right now. I tweeted from Bryson NBA to Bill Simmons, who just blurts out two fucking spoilers in the middle of his fucking podcast from today, from this morning. Like, bro, just just can you hold off? Can you keep making references from? Like the 1980s? Like, what are you doing? Why? Why? It's completely unnecessary. Cry. Why are you making? Game I love spoilers. Like, fuck you. No, I love no. spoilers. Fuck you. Fuck he you. does. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> um. No, he doesn't. So, uh, what were we fucking talking about? Here's oh yeah. What... Welker. Welker's ugly. Welker's ugly. Okay. Cool. Cool. You know what's ugly? You know what's ugly? Matt Lacoste, tight end one. Joe Tooney playing left tackle. It's actually probably oh. Charlie. It's probably actually not ugly, but it's actually just ugly because Patriots kind of thin at tackle. Kajust uh, had surgery. I don't think I don't think he's practicing at all. Right? Uh, they're on vacation now, but for, he was not present at like the yeah. OTAs. No. Yeah, he wasn't present because he had he had the shoulder surgery. No quad. But, but also, I just think that the Patriots, the Patriots don't dick and, like dicking around with the offensive line. Like the Patriots, I don't think the Patriots are just like throwing Joe Tune. I think they're just putting him out there, and Isaiah Wynn's gonna come back soon. Yeah, I think no, Isaiah Wynn will be. He'll be back when they come back. Isaiah Wynn will be back. They just, I think the Patriots just don't like dicking around with the offensive line and just like I don't know. I agree. I think Belichick would rather like kill Steve Belichick than watch Cole Croston take actual first team reps at left tackle. <laughs> exactly. I think, he, I, I think he would rather shoot his son into 
whatever the sun may or may not be. And then watch Cole Cross and trot out there and fucking number 74, looking like a fat fuck, incompetent fat fuck, dude, protecting Tom Brady. No, that's bad. It is. And plus, Ted Karras is good. Whenever he's played, he's he's been good. That's all he's been when he's filled in. So if Ted Karras is playing left guard instead of Wildcat quarterback, it would be fine. And Joe Tooney played left tackle in college, and he's just like a really good football player, so he'd be fine there. And they obviously like Brian Schwenke a lot because he was active over Ted Karras for certain games last year. So they have more depth, and they have Froholt, who they just drafted. So they have more depth on the interior than they do outside. And if this were the regular season and this were their tackle situation and this was their tackle situation, A, this is bad. This is very, very bad. And B, this is probably what they'd resort to doing. I agree. I think Isaiah Wynn's gonna be back. He's gonna save save us all. He's gonna be so handsome and beautiful. He's gonna keep liking my tweets. Keep it up, by the way. Trent Brown liked my tweet the other day. So let's go. Let's go. Let's go, Trent. That a boy, Kajust. I gotta get Kajust onto Twitter. He's not with the scene. I might just he's have to. On Twitter. I think he's on Twitter. He, no, he's not. He doesn't tweet much. He doesn't say okay. much. I think he might be private, actually. Tell when, tell when to get him on. I just want to also remind everyone that Yadni Kajust is absolutely gonna punch someone, someone in the face in preseason. Like it's one hundred percent gonna happen, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> And he's not gonna get he's not gonna get punished for it either because he has to do this because Isaiah Wind is the technician on the left. He's gotta keep his cool over there. Kajus can just yeah. run around and knocking people's asses off. Yeah. By the way, um I got a real serious question for you. What's up? Who is a bigger coward? Jared Veldeer? Or Adam Humphreys? Go. Well, it's Adam Humphreys because Vildier didn't have much of a choice. He was staring death in its face, and death is Isaiah Wynn. <laughs> and, when you, and when you're a, a starting tackle of his caliber, you do not want to be benched for the second-year rookie coming off of an Achilles tear. But he saw the writing on the wall when he walked in the door. He saw Isaiah Wynn. He gave him the look. And Isaiah Wynn actually did a little drop back in front of him, and he kind of just walked out and said, look, this isn't for me. I don't want to play backup tackle on that guy's fucking serious over there. So let's just end this right now while we can. And that's what happened. So I can't blame him that much. So Adam Humphreys, absolute coward, but it was also a blessing in disguise because now we have bigger, better receivers who aren't. Bigger uh, is better, can confirm. Who aren't slow and white and cowardly. Just wanted to just wanted to throw that question out there. I feel like it was important. By the think, way, thinks he's too good for Jared Stidham. Thinks he's too good for Jared Stidham. <laughs> Screw you. Yeah. Pathetic. By the way, who is the fourth best wide receiver in the NFL according to Josh McCown? Julian, and he's absolutely right. No, nah, he's wrong. No, nah, he's right. The list number one. The list sucks. The list sucks. The list, oh, this is terrible. The list this is sucks. terrible, but looking at the queue of players, how many guys would I take over Edelman? Julio, Michael Thomas, Odell, Mike Evans, Hopkins, Brown, and Devontae. And of that queue of players, that's it. 
I take Edelman. I take Edelman over Ty and over Juju. His name's Juju. I just thought it was Juju. Like I thought you said it Juju. Juju. Choo choo. Choo choo. Oh, okay. Choo choo. Right. Choo choo Smith Schuster. Choo. I can't do it. I'm not doing this. Fuck this. My West Virginia education is Juju. Fuck off, Bryce. I I know. I know it's Juju. Coward. Uh, the worst. Yeah. Bottom line, I'll take Edelman over a lot of guys. W. Alonzo, let's talk about the Patriots running back. Almost said our running back, but he's not our running back. He's a Patriots certainly running back. Certainly not ours. He's certainly not mine, anyway. No, not my yeah. running back. So, Michelle, you know. Malcolm Michelle? Malcolm Michelle getting, getting his knee scoped. Don't know why. Again. Don't know why. Getting his knee scoped again. I'm being told that he would actually catch more passes if he would actually just play in more. He would actually just be at OTAs and everything like that offseason practices more. That was you know, that's a novel concept. That was the excuses last year. And yeah. then, you know, he got hit in the face with the helmet. And you just can't take those things back. He got hit in the face by, with, by, in his helmet by a pass from Tom Brady. And I just can't, I just can't look also back. Also, the hands that. in the Super Bowl. He, he also, yeah, he dropped, he dropped the pass in the Super Bowl. Wide yeah. open. Yeah. It was ugly. It was like it was a little James White, James White option route kind of thing. And actually, it looked good. He shook him. He looked good. He looked good. He looked good doing it, but then the hands thing. Like, you have to catch the ball. It just didn't do it. So, Sony has this knee scope. I'm being told that he's okay. Being told that he's okay, Alonzo. Wow. Breaking news. No extra problems. Just a little knee scope. Just a little knee scope. He's going to be okay. He should be back. I guess they're just giving him days off and and scoping his knees so he'd be ready. You love to see your second-year running back getting maintenance days. You fucking actually, love it. I do actually because this mean this means they're gonna split the load and give more carries and catches to James White. Well give more catches? Yes, more catches. Oh. More ca- like more more than enough. Last no. year. If James White if James White's catching more balls than he did last year, the team's probably in trouble. They they probably, probably. are. They probably are. But you also have Damian Harris, Rex Burkhead, which, by the way, I think there's. I don't think they should keep Brandon Bolden. I'm not for it. I'm not for it, and here's why: keep Brandon Bolden over a a talented defensive player like a corner. No thanks. Well, I don't know if that would be the decision, honestly. I don't think so. I'm not doing. I'd have to do. I'd have to do more research into the like where the roster is right now, but. Keep just keep four plus Devlin. Keep Burkhead, James White. It's it's a great group of running backs. Burkhead does it a is, lot. Yeah. Sonny's yeah. the Sonny's the workhorse. Harris can take some load off of that. And then you have White, who's the, just the secret weapon. He's not so much of a secret anymore, but he's actually the X Factor. <laughs> he's just the X Factor. Yeah. Everyone else's yeah. carries you, are just to take away from Frazier. James White. You went you went full tape Frazier there. James White's their secret weapon. Yeah. I was actually just—I was actually just kidding, but it's okay. Is their secret weapon? It's okay. That's why I said keep that. Two, okay, if they keep two tight ends, they could keep Brandon Bolden. They have to. And keep... would you rather? Would you rather keep like Steven Anderson or Brandon Bolden? I'd probably rather keep Brandon Bolden. Nope, Steven Anderson. 
Well, that's a you problem. <laughs> they got to keep two tight know. ends. No, he does yeah, not have I'm two saying, tight ends. I'm saying you, they usually keep three. So if they kept one less than the norm, they could just keep the five backs, and that'd be it. I'd rather keep Brian Hoyer. But that's not the decision. Yep. Brian Hoyer. You could keep five safeties. You, you can't. Five safeties. Yeah, you can. You can. Emac, Chung, Harmon, Brooks, Ebner. The seven corners that we talked about earlier. Hightower, Van Noy, Collins, Bentley, King, at linebacker. Roberts. Bennett, Simon, Winovich, Wise, Rivers, Guy, Pennell, Shelton, Adam Butler. Defensive line. So you go nine deep. Defensive lineman. Offensive lineman, you keep eight. Tight ends, you keep two. Wide receivers, you keep four plus Slater, and you wait for Demarius and Gordon. And you keep five backs. I don't know. It could work. We're a long way out from that, is my point. Yeah. I I don't think so. You just don't keep any player over Brandon Bolden. And Brandon Bolden stands weak. Okay. I don't know. Brandon Bolden, I kind of missed him. A weird one. (sighs) Yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, Brandon Bolden's on the team. That's fine. But I'd I'd rather just keep four and Devlin. It makes more sense to me. That's fair enough. Should we read questions now, Alonzo? Or do you have anything else you want to say to me, if you coward? You've been talking smack all day long. You, got, you, went, off, you went on that rant of, about the guy and the girl, which just made me think that you and this girl are just going through some shit. I'm not dating. She's been thoroughly friend-zoned. Uh, all right. Only thing I wanted to point out, Byron Cowart, Pat's fifth round pick. I'm not going to take too long on this because he's a Pat's fifth round pick and most people who are still listening probably don't know who he is. He was the best recruit in the country as a high schooler. Went to Auburn, had some problems, had to transfer to Maryland. He actually played pretty well in Maryland. Pat's traded up for him in the fifth round, which is pretty rare for them to do. And... um, Belichick actually has some connections to the Maryland coaching staff. I don't remember them off the top of my head, but he does. You can look that up. Google it. And I think he's a pretty similar draft pick to – I don't know how to explain it. They, they acquire guys who are talented for less than like what their talent level would suggest, who have been misused in situations and – he seems to fit the bill, only they usually trade for these guys, and this guy's a draft prospect, or was. So I like him, and I don't know where his spot is on the team, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's like actually pretty good. Just wanted to throw that out there. All right, we hear you, Alonzo. We hear you. Good. We'll give you a W if he's good. Just give you a W. Yeah, yeah. hope he's not Kenny Britt. Oh, God. <laughs> All right, Alonzo, do you want me to... Is there any questions you just think suck and we should just say they suck? And just not even bullshit about it. Oh, just oh, say your questions suck. Shai had a question about Julian Edelman. I mean, about who had the best style on the team. And that's disrespectful to Julian Edelman. It, it was Trent Brown. Yeah, it, it was Trent Brown. It's Julian Edelman. Come yeah. on. 
Let's not, not be ridiculous here. That's fine. Not be whatever. If Amendola was on the team, then we have a discussion. Nope. Then we have a debate. Nope. All right. Would you trade Brady for Mahomes right now? No. Sorry. Would I trade Brady for Mahomes for the 2019 season? No. Would I trade Brady for Mahomes in like the real world? Yes. No. Okay. No, thanks. I'm good. Okay. Good. Fine. All right. I mean, from a from a football perspective, yes. From like a sentimental, could I actually be able to pull the trigger? No. Nope. Doesn't make sense. Unless I'm tr- unless I'm getting back also Andy Reid, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kels. That's that's absurd. Yeah. No. Not doing it. That's fucking absurd. Alec, Alex Smith was mediocre in that offense, and Mahomes just turned into a fucking supernova. Mahomes turns Dorsett into 1K wide receiver. Throwing bombs no. to Mahomes. To Mahomes. Mahomes no. throwing did, bombs did Brady do that? to Dorsett. Did Brady do that? Yes, exactly my point. Brady turned him into... What? No, I mean, if, if you put Brady in Kansas City, he probably has a similar season to what Mahomes had. He has 70 touchdowns. 7,000 yards. And like four interceptions because he's hardly playing in the fourth quarter. Okay. I don't know. I think Mahomes is really good. I think the, the system QB arguments for Mahomes, is, I don't really It's get a it W. Because it's a massive no W. One, no, no one else has been like even close to that good in that system. It's like the system QB argument for, for Brady. Like McDaniels and fucking Bill O'Brien and Charlie Weiss and all those scrubs took that system allegedly to wherever they went and their quarterbacks were bad. Why? Because they weren't Tom Brady. Mahomes is like, he's he's really good. Yeah, he sucks. All right, the shy ass, do you think Josh Gordon will play this season? We answered that. We said yes, he will be playing. There's no way, absolutely no way, he's not playing. I agree. I like this question. How long he lasts is interesting. We don't want to think about that. Yeah. Let's not do it. Okay, that's that's for Belichick to think about. <laughs> All right. Ryan asks us, who the fuck is going to be playing tight end? Because Watson can't be the only answer. Well, you know, the Patriots, decide, the, the Patriots decided to employ a cheater, and that's Ben Watson. So they have to deal with the consequences of not having a tight end for the first four weeks. Matt Lacoste, and you will weep. It's not going to matter. It's going to be Lacoste or whatever his name is or whoever it is. It's not going to matter that much. He's going to block a lot. He's going to block a lot. He's going to run a couple routes. I think it's going to be Ryan Izzo, honestly, over Lacoste. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just putting this out there. When they didn't have Gronk last year, their tight end one was Dwayne Allen. They did fine. For the, the Chicago game, it's a pretty good defense. It was in Chicago. They were able to move the ball just fine because they adjust their offense yep. they adjust their offense and i think Izzo brings a lot to the table as a blocker yep. lacoste doesn't really do that and lacoste is a marginal receiver Izzo's Izzo's probably like 70 percent of what lacoste is as a receiver and 200 percent of what he is as a blocker like they were saying he was Dwayne allen levels of good as a blocker during camp yep Absolutely. All right. Next question comes from a coward. His his name his at is Celtics in one, but his name is Sony SV Champ Sony SV Champ Michelle Season L. 
Just massive L. He says, well, which he, Patriot he did is win the Super Bowl? He did, but that's also fake news. He's also cross-eyed. <laughs> That'll be it. That picture is incredible. <laughs> he just can't. It's incredible. You know, my boss is actually cross-eyed for most of his adult life until he was, I think, in his 30s, maybe. He had a he had a like a lazy eye or cross eye or whatever it was and got it fixed and is normal now. So Sony, why don't you do this? You got some money, bro. You got good insurance. Just go get it fixed. Just go get it fixed. We're gonna we're gonna love you for it. Anyway, which Patriot is gonna have a breakout year? You know, I saw this question and I don't know. I don't know what it is, Alonzo. I really don't know what it is. The heart is saying Duke Dawson. What? The heart. The heart's the heart saying Duke Dawson. Okay. The heart hated Duke Dawson on your end last year. I know, I know. I just got That's a weird I got a weird feeling. I'm just telling you my feeling. Not there's no math. There's no like there's no rhyme or reason. Just maybe Duke Dawson. If if I actually had to think about it, breakout player. This one's tough, man. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of second year guys. Like I don't think Wise is going to break out. Like no. you can't really call Isaiah Wynn a breakout. Can you call Bentley? Can you call Bentley a breakout? He only played like two games. Wait. No. Yeah, he's a rookie. Effectively for us. You can't call him a breakout. I mean, then you could call like fucking Nikhil Harry a breakout. Okay, who's the played break- two games? I don't know who the breakout candidate is. Well, we talked about him. It's Maurice Harris. Yeah, but he was when I when I hear breakout candidate, I think someone that's on the team and like hasn't broken out yet, and is like gonna oh, break. Someone out. who was someone who was on the team last year and hasn't broken out yet. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's the wrong way to look at it. Okay, I I, I got I see what you mean. I see it as like a guy who's been in the NFL. Okay, break who might like be able to break out. Like I think Wes Welker had a breakout 2007 season. Right. For example. Yeah, it's got to uh, be. It's got to be Maurice Harris has got to be up there. Maurice Harris is up there. I think Inman's still up there in my mind, honestly. Mm, man. Eh, why not? Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett has, has broken out. Michael Bennett was really fucking good last Jamie year. Collins. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie. Jamie, sure. Jamie. I mean he, uh, I mean it would be a breakout year because he sucked. But yeah, there's really not I don't there's not really yeah, any bounce good back year, not a breakout year. Yeah, yeah there's not really. Yeah. Actually, Any breakout year. I've got a good candidate. His name is Tom Brady. To Ooh. Tom Brady had. He, you know it's what? Been, it, he's been plugging s- at it for a while. People say this that Tom Brady. People say that Tom Brady had a bad season last year. If you actually compare Tom Brady's last season to Aaron Rodgers' top five seasons, you would find yourself fitting in Tom Brady's 2018 into Aaron Rodgers' top five seasons, just to let you know. If you looked at him side by side, that's what you would do. So Tom Brady's I don't know gonna, by what metrics, but yeah, Tom Brady, Tom Brady is he's gonna GFF he's gonna grades every play. He's and got they graded him as well as they did in 2017. He didn't fall off. I don't think so either. I think he just had. A, I think he didn't trust the wide receivers. They stunk yeah. a lot. They stunk not. a lot, and <laughs> they stunk a lot. And this year they've improved. I don't. I don't we really. Hope. They've improved at the position. I think they're going to be a lot better. Their offensive line is going to be not too much worse, I don't think. And I, they might be better, actually, because Trent Brown actually did have a lot of pressures last year. 
But I think there, I think that Tom Brady's offense is going to be just fine this year. Things going to improve. Things going to kind of be a resurgence year for Tom Brady. Mm. Don't care. No, I, look, depends on the receivers entirely. You're talking about like a statistical bounce back. Yep. And it's like, okay, sure. But I think it's entirely dependent on like, is Maurice Harris good? Like actually good? Is Demarius Thomas back? Does Josh Gordon last? Does Nikhil Harry pick up the offense in a timely manner? Is Phil Dorsett like better than what he's shown us for two years? Probably not. Is Inman a legit option like he flashed in Indianapolis? I don't know. But, like, in the best-case scenario with the receiving core, which is, like, Harry's just immediately good and immediately clearly the second-best receiver on the team. And Demarius comes, and, like, that, that'll get you through the first part of the season. And then eventually Gordon's back. And then eventually Demarius is back. <laughs> And then you're looking at a pretty stacked depth chart, one through four, with whoever you like best for the fifth and maybe even six spots. So, like, if it hits that way, I think Brady will have, like, the statistical year you're thinking of. If it doesn't, and it's, oh, Nikhil just not ready, Maurice Harris can't get separation, Phil Dorsett is wide receiver two, and no one's really wide receiver three. Inman is just a replacement level Mac Chris Hogan type player. Same with Harris. Harry couldn't get it. Gordon was reinstated for a week and then went back to rehab. And Demarius couldn't get over the Achilles thing. Then the statistical bounce back's just not coming because he's in an even worse situation than what he was last year when he had Gronk, albeit however diminished he was. I don't know. It could go, it could easily go both ways. Is my point. There's a huge just variance in outcomes for what Brady could be this year. I believe it absolutely. Gonna bounce back. This next question is really freaking me out, but I'm gonna read it. Nipple long fingers or finger long nipples? Nipple long fingers. Finger long nipples. I'm actually going nipple long fingers because some nipples can actually be pretty long, so it wouldn't be that bad. They just have really small hands, you know. Wouldn't be that bad, right? Yeah, but okay, yeah, do that. Bad. Finger long nipples. Long. Finger long nipples. Finger long nipples. Yeah, you, you wouldn't be That's able still to weird, do bro. shit with your hand. Yeah, well, I don't know. You just you'd I don't wear know. hoodies a bunch. You'd wear, I don't you'd know wear why. hoodies and like hide it. I wasn't thinking it was of me. I'm thinking like. In the terms of like someone that like you're dating, I don't know why. Oh, you freak! That's how I thought about it. You freak! Sorry. Yeah. So sorry. So sorry. Okay, you're fine. You're fine. This comes from James Sox. He says, "Who could be a surprise cut during camps? The tight the Pats might be able to sign. Hard to speculate. Perhaps we know there's always a few surprising cuts. Honestly." I just don't think there's a whole lot of holes on the Pats roster that some guy that's cut from another team could just come in and I don't I don't just don't see it. Oh, Emmanuel Sanders, if he for whatever reason, it would have to be like a tight end. Jordan or a Reed. 
it would have to be like if Jordan Reed got cut and they just took a flyer on Jordan Reed. Yeah. Which they would. Like, fuck it, why not? <laughs> well, they, you know, there's no reason why they wouldn't, I think. I don't know. We, you sent me a list of these possibilities earlier on. I don't think they'd do it with a safety. I don't think they'd do it with a corner. Linebacker is pretty well stocked at this point. Some fucking defensive tackle, I guess. They weren't really interested in Gerald McCoy. An edge player who's on the bubble. I don't know. I haven't really been paying attention to that. I think their edge rotation is just pretty much fine as it is. An offensive tackle, maybe, if an offensive tackle got cut. I think yeah. they'd be they'll be pretty interested in like seeing what goes on there. They're pretty right now it's fine on the interior offensive line. Receiver, I just think they're gonna be picking up as many receivers as possible. Like they they've been doing it throughout the offseason, right? But I think they'll just keep throwing darts at the board. And if an Emmanuel Sanders were to become available, obviously that's not a dart, but uh at point is I can see him adding another body. Running back, no. Tight end, same as receiver. And quarterback, no. All right, this one comes from Snarky Mish. I'm guessing her name's Michelle. Who do you who do you see having the biggest impact on defense this season, Collins or Bennett? Bennett. Going Collins. Ooh. Going Collins. Wow. Now, well, but now, Collins but earns a three-down roll, yeah. Now that you've said it, Bennett makes sense, makes a lot of sense. But I'm going to go Collins because I think his upside is is bigger. Yeah, I just think that Bennett's downside is like he's still probably – he's the best defensive lineman on the team is his downside unless he gets hurt, which his downside is he's he plays the most snaps out of any edge guys. And he kicks inside on passing situations and jumps off sides like 17 times. His down just end up hating him. His downside is actually someone on the team liking a Donald Trump tweet and going <laughs> off in the locker room and then being cut. That's yeah. his downside. Fair point. I'm gonna switch it to cons. <laughs> is Michael Bennett the Kyrie Irving of the NBA? Holy shit! Of the NFL, Michael. He is. He is. Yeah. He might be, but we like him anyway. I don't know why. Because of his brother. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, you know, that guy's kind of a not a great guy, but his brother, really cool guy. So it's like he's okay. Yeah. He gets, he gets he's, he's also really good still. So Yeah. All right. Jimmy G's burner asks us, will Tom Brady throw for five car, 5K yards this season? No, no, he will not. He will throw for like 4,700, 4,800. That's what he'll do. He'll get over 4,500. Like, there's no doubt about it. He'll get over 4,500. Have you seen his stats the past few years? He had 4,300 yards last year, which Fildor said as wide receiver two for, like, a quarter of the season. He barely had over 4,500 his MVP year. He will have over 4,500 yards. He's going to do it. Going to do it. I'll, I'll take the under. All right. Shy asks us, what game? What games are you most excited for on the Patriots schedule? Well, the, for me, dropping the banner on the Steelers is going to be absolutely yeah. awesome. First game of the season, dropping the banner, the Steelers fans will be so mad, and it will be absolutely 
just it'll it'll be incredible. We're gonna be calling them cheaters for their steroid era Super Bowls. We're gonna be dunking all over them. <laughs> We're gonna and the worst part is the Patriots gonna lose by like ten. I disagree on that point. I'm just it's the first game of the year, Alonzo. It's yeah, not the Chiefs. It's not the, the Chiefs. Though. It's not it's the Chiefs. It's not the Chiefs. It's not there's the a, Chiefs. There's a lot. There's a lot of big games on the schedule this year. Not like, not necessarily the team. Oh, yeah. Not necessarily teams, teams really good, but also like like the Giants the first game. game. The Giants game's a big game. They play the Giants. They play the Browns. They play at the Ravens. Then they play at the Eagles. Then they play the Cowboys. That might Cowboys. be Cowboys. Yeah. That this might this okay. So this stretch of the schedule you have starting October twenty seventh, four twenty five game Browns at Patriots. The next week. And this is in this is peak Patriots season, right? It's fourth week of October. They're just starting to hit their stride. Browns at Patriots. Then they have Patriots at Ravens, a tough night game. You have Patriots at Eagles, an evening game. And then you have Cowboys at Patriots, also an evening game. This and then you then you have at Texans. That's also a big game. Then you have Chiefs at Patriots. This they is have like, some that's, random. They, that's like, and this is an. I'm not saying it's a tough schedule, but it's just an insanely. It'll be an insanely televised it's a, schedule. Hey, it's a tough schedule. It's a tough schedule. That's my opinion. Uh, they also have like, like Pat's Giants. If the if you if the Giants were and they also play the Bengals, right? But if the Giants were the Bengals, that would not be a Thursday night game. Wow. The Giants are a name franchise. That's gonna be that's a Thursday night game. Um, they play the Jets on Monday night. They play the Ravens on Sunday night. They play the Texans on Sunday night. And they play the Steelers in primetime. Those are their five primetime games. And then they have the Chiefs, the Browns, my the guy. Cowboys. My guy. This is they crazy. Have just marquee games. No, no. This is they start they start in primetime, like you just said, Giants at Patriots. And then you have Patriots at Jets, which is also primetime. Like they're just going primetime. They, prim- they start in primetime against the Steelers. No, no, no. I'm saying at this stretch of the schedule. So they play the Redskins, and that's yeah. not really a big deal. But then it's primetime Giants. Primetime against the Giants, uh, Jets. Evening game Browns. Night game Ravens. Evening game Eagles. Evening game Cowboys. All, like These are the biggest games. Night game Texans. These are all... Evening these, game Chiefs. Yeah. These are all going to be the biggest games of the week for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight possible weeks. Yeah, eight, yeah, eight possible weeks in the row. The Patriots could maybe have like the marquee game the of the marquee week. Game. See. Yep, this is going to be. Yeah, insane. and even and oh, before then, by the way, they have, um, they have division games, right? Like three division games right after playing Pittsburgh, and then they play the Redskins. Who who cares? And then they just shoot into that stretch. And if the Bills are good, like the Bengals game is, the Bengals are not going to be good. But if the Bills are good, that game might be moved to Saturday as well. So they have, yeah, like you say, they have a lot of just marquee games. Name franchises, Super Bowl rematches, laundry-fearing type games. And then the Browns, like the upstart teams. I, like, I literally can't, I can't think of a time where... Is the last stretch? What's when's the last time the Patriots just went like interesting game over and over and over and over and over again? I, th- they, I think they had one last year. There was one in 2014, 15. 2014, yeah. That that was one. That remember that that was the best time of my life. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. that was the most interesting games. I think this will be like that. Yeah, 2015 kind of felt like that because they were undefeated 
for the first 10 games of the season. So every game was just huge. And they played the Giants. It was like the same name franchises type of deal. 2016, after Brady came back, everyone was just laser-focused on him as well, but they had already played two of their five primetime games. Uh, yeah, no, this is a this is a two-month stretch, pretty much, where they just have the biggest games over and over and over and over again. Oh, and speaking of that, Sarah asks us, do you agree or disagree with this prediction? And it's a, it's a little, you can't see it, Alonzo. No one can see it but me. It's the New England Patriots schedule. He says they're 13-3, and three, losses at Ravens, at Eagles, and it looks like Dolphins' second game of the year. I think the Patriots are actually going to start off strong this year. They're going to have to. They're going to have a good game. You you probably pencil them in for the Dolphins' oh, loss in the first month. Yeah, at least one Dolphins' loss. And then may like maybe they lose the Dolphins and the Bills again at the end of the year. That's two losses. But man, this is a good team. I don't think I don't think they'll have trouble with the Ravens versus the Chiefs. That's a home game in December, I think. Right? Yeah, home game in December. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know it's an interesting schedule, but I think these are all very winnable games. Like I think the Patriots are going to be like thirteen and three. I think it'll fall between thirteen and three and eleven five. I think he's right, I but I think there's no shot the Patriots lose at Eagles. I disagree. I think the Eagles are really good. Yeah, no shot. I don't know about they're gonna, no they're shot. gonna have they're gonna have the no fun Patriots thing. They're gonna <laughs> the Patriots are gonna be mad hype. The underdog thing. Yeah, they're gonna be mad yeah. hyped. They're gonna be hyped. Yeah. All right, this is a That's good fair. question. It's not a good question for Alonzo. He weeps as Alonzo's Lakers make the worst NBA trade in history. So Tyson asks, who would fit better for the C's? Brogdon or D'Lo? I'm going to say D'Lo. I would absolutely, I'd go after D'Lo right now. I'd, yeah. I'd, I'd just absolutely put Kyrie on whatever kind of plane it takes. Move him out for free. Pay, pay him to leave. Whatever it takes. Goodbye, Get Kyrie. Bring in Russell. He fits the timeline of the kids. Yes. He's a little bit yes. older than them. He's w, a little bit older. W, W, W. He's grown up a lot. He's not like he's the probably opposite of Kyrie now. Like he's a good dude. He's an awesome guy. He started following the Celtics. Like I just think it makes sense. Like show the world what it's like to be the Celtics point guard when you're not a complete fucking asshole. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Fits the timeline. Fits the timeline. Great scorer. He's kind of what you wanted from. Kyrie, he's a better passer. Yeah. He's. Yeah, he just he fits the timeline better than Kyrie. He's he's good. I, I would take Russell. Me too. All right, so our boy the Sanch twelve says is Stidham the heir apparent? Unfortunately, unfortunately, he could be, but Tom Brady might just outlive him again. Yeah, I don't know if he's the heir apparent. We'll see. I don't Tom think Brady. I don't when they drafted him. I don't think it was with the idea that he would be the heir. Fitzy just like my tweet. Weep. What? Fitzy just like my tweet. Weep. Weep. That's good. That's good. I, I just had I just sent a tweet about the most interesting schedule because like I can't believe I just like stu- can't believe as we're talking, I like I just figured that out. Like that that's I just still yeah. can't believe it. I still can't believe it. Yeah, good. Yeah, then 
on Stidham, the last guy they drafted to be the heir was Jimmy. I think they just took him because they liked him. He could be he could be Ryan Mallett. He could be Jacoby. He could be Jimmy. He could be fucking Kevin O'Connell. I don't know. We'll see. If he's good, he's good. If he's, like, good enough, he'll be the heir. If not, if he's bad this year, they won't hesitate to draft another quarterback next year, in my opinion. Kevin Rooney says, when are you going to invite me on the podcast? Soon. Soon. Brett Alper says, when you when are you going to have me on? Never. How's that? Howard. Pones Media. Chris Taylor asks. What did he ask? When am I coming on? When you no. set yourself off fire. <laughs> w. Pones Media says, will Damien Harris replace the cowardly Sony Michelle? I hope so. That's what we hope. <laughs> we hope. If he could give Sony Michelle his knees, that no would one be is- great. No one is going to be more powerful than me after a Damian Harris six-yard run untouched. <laughs> I, I, I literally, I'm daring you guys to have Damian Harris be successful this season. I'm going to be absolutely, I'm going to be the worst. Insufferable. Insufferable. That, and the, the worst thing is, I'm not going to tweet it. Like, I'm not even going to say anything. You're just going to know, no, you're just going to know that after seven yards untouched and he gets tackled after the first, the first contact, he goes down. He averages 4.67 yards a carry, whatever he averages. You're just going to know in the back of your head. You're going to think, wow, Bryson is mad trolling me right now. And the answer is yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. You're going to get a Damian Harris jersey just to, you know, it's an anti-Sony Michelle thing. <laughs> it's awesome. You're going to, whatever whatever number he ends up wearing, like 25, I think would be pretty cool for him. Now, Terrence Brooks is 25. Forget that. You can wear like, 22 if they cut Obi or whatever. It'll just it'll be Damon Harris's number, and on the back it'll say "Not Sony," <laughs> and you will have that jersey. That's you will great, it and everyone will weep. Great. Yeah. Who who will be the Patriots' primary tight end? To that I say, Ben Watson. Who cares? It doesn't matter, but it's Ben Watson. Ben Watson. Follow the hey. money. Look at their contracts. It's Ben Watson. Look at the side sessions during OTAs. Ben Watson. Someone One of the said, other guys are roster locks. Someone says, how do you think the Pats will deal with the situation once Tom Brady retires? I think they'll actually just disband the franchise and just close it up for shop and retire. Like, the Patriots the fran- as a franchise were so good that they literally just retired the entire football team and said, no way that this is ever going to happen. Kraft sells it for the Orchards of Asia Day Spa. Also a possibility. But yeah. this, is a, this is a very underrated take by me right now. The Patriots, once Tom Brady hangs it up, should just hang it up. Like, we should just all agree as Patriots fans and never watch Patriots football again. They're, they're retired, and we just move on. There's a completely new team in New England. Build a new stadium and just make a museum out of Gillette Stadium. Just do it. Just retire. Not the worst idea. Hey, not the worst idea. <laughs> no. I don't know what they're going to do. You know what they're going to do? They're going to cry every day because Tom Brady's not there. And I think as I know well, what they're going to do. They're going to play football, and there will be a different quarterback. It won't be Tom Brady. Whatever they do will depend on when he retires and if Jared Stidham is good and if they find a quarterback in the coming years while Brady's still on the team who's good. I don't know. They might, like, tank for a year. Right now, most of their team is in their like late prime or post prime, and unless they really hit on these last two drafts, which is a possibility, um, 
yeah, I think they like I could see him going in the tank for two years for a few years. It also depends on if Belichick goes. There's so many factors to consider. There's actually one factor to consider, and that's just Tom Brady being retired and me wanting death. I want, yeah. 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 Fair. If Josh Gordon's still on the team, though, I still have hope. Eh, maybe. Isaiah Wynn's still there. You never know. Maybe. I don't know. Hopefully he's he has gotta his Achilles. He's got to be. He's got to be there. Alonzo. Yeah. I just want to know, can you hear this? Yeah. Can you hear this? I can. You can? I can, yeah. I'll never be the same after Josh Gordon. (laughs) I'll never be the same. Give it to me. Give it to me. Yes. I'm going to tweet a picture of me in my Josh Gordon jersey. Josh Gordon's all I need. Heroin, morphine. Well, we can't say that about Josh Gordon or connection <laughs> with him. No. Yes, we just jinxed him. Yes, let's no, go. Let's no, go. No, let's no, go. no, Josh, let's no. Go. Let's go. I'm playing around. I'm playing around. I'm playing around. I'm playing around. We jinxed him. Let's go. Jinx, 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 jinx. No. We're sorry. Did you ever read uh, Captain Underpants as a kid? I did read them. You did? Great books. So do you, it might be the last book I ever read. So you know how, like, at the end of the story, like Harold and like Cap, whatever his name is, what is what was it like George or something? Harold and George, Just like call him Captain Underpants. No, Harold and it's George. Captain Underpants. No, what's it? It's Harold and like there's another kid. Anyway, at the end of the at the oh, end no, of the books, scary. they issue they always issue an apology, and it's like we're sorry, and it's like a picture. <laughs> you remember it? No, I don't remember. I'm going to take a picture one because I have one in my room right now. I'm going to take a picture. And that's just going to be me. That's just going to be my response to everything now. Sorry. We're sorry. (laughs) Make it clean. Heroin months. We're sorry. (laughs) All right, Alonzo. Is there anything else we need to speak about? Mm -hmm. Not, Not many other people can talk about Patriots football for an hour and a half. 90 minutes in the offseason in June. No, I don't think so. Uh, what else do we have to talk about? Oh, want to do like a life update? How's life? How's the internship? My internship was great. It made me want to live there forever. I didn't want to leave. Nice. I'm actually reluctant to say that I did uh, shed a lot of tears when I left. Oh, wow. Yeah, I know. I'm a bit of a, I don't know, man. I'm a bit weird sometimes. A little bit of a pussy. Sometimes I cry. Sometimes I cry. Nah. That's pretty cool, bro. Can't help it. The fact you found it, you like it that much, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was really cool. The family I was staying with, of course, Boris, we know, was really cool. Everyone was nice to me. Everyone treated me good. Everyone where I interned at treated me well. It was fun. I had so much fun. I'd love to live there. Actually, I have a really, I have a lot of really funny stories, but. You know, there. I don't know. There's yeah, a. So yeah, many, we're, we're an hour and a half deep. So there's so many stories. Next time. There's yeah. If I remember a good story, I'll tell you one. But I don't know. It was great. I loved it. It really made me. You know, before I don't know. You're different, Alonzo. But in and here where I live, people just don't like up and move away. Like it's an Appalachian culture. A lot of people, a lot of times, just stay 
and stay and stay. And that's why things kind of always remain the same back home. But this, I've always traveled a lot. And this made me think that I could definitely live somewhere else. Like before in my life, I never thought that I could. And now I definitely know I could. It's pretty cool, bro. Good. It's awesome. How are you, bro? Awesome. I mean, you're bigger. You've been lifting. Like maybe we should FaceTime during a workout sometime. Like lift together. I'm down. FaceTime. Yeah. I'm down with that. Um, yeah, I've been lifting. I've watched... What are we at now? 28 episodes of Game of Thrones in the past five days. So summer's been great. Um, got back home Friday night. And yeah, seen some friends, had a good time. Finals were rough. Shout out to Nap if you're still listening. Stat, stat was just horrible. Horrible. Last day of finals, it just claimed our lives. The teacher made just a completely unfair exam. And, uh, Still did pretty well in the class and just overall, though. Ready for next year. Going to be fun. Living in my frat house. Living in the basement. In the basement, which sucks. But it's a single, which is great. And I have my own bathroom, which is great. And I spent all of this year in that room because one of my best friends, who is going to be a junior, he was a sophomore this year, lived in that room and he actually had a roommate there so it was pretty cramped for him but i'll have it as a single and long story short we love it life's going fine life's going great i have three months to dick around before school for the last time ever before i need to start interning and shit and i plan to take advantage of that and dick around so if you have series on netflix or on hbo or whatever for me to watch i'd appreciate that and yeah that's about it i'm glad to hear it bro i'm really glad to hear it there's i think we should honestly during the fall we should have i know simmons does he does parent corner we should just just do school corner like where we just come in here and we're just like yes you know what and happened in chemistry today this happened (laughs) my teacher just gave us a fucking final where 50% of the fucking test was on the last two lectures, which no one fucking went to. And w. No one to study. W for no the teacher. Thought, w. The teacher's a bitch. No, no one thought to study w. for him. No that's one a, thought to go study. To class. Hey, no one. Go hey, fuck class. you, Bryson. I did go. I did go. But hey, you know how much I studied for it? I treated them like two normal fucking lectures. Not like the two lectures that would be 50% of our fucking test. Absurd. Absurd. That's, that's Absurd. You want to hear? I'll, I'll give you actually an uplifting school story before we end. Yeah, got so, two A's and a B plus, though, so I'll take it. <laughs> so Alonzo, actually, at my final back in April, I walked in. I was late. I texted my teacher. I'm like, man, I'm always late for everything. I don't, you don't really know That's me like, in person, my personal life, and I'm just always late, and it's just a big problem, and I can't. I, I just really have a tough time. Like if I wake up early, I just do. A, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? I'm early, so I can just do a lot more stuff. Like maybe I'll like cook <laughs> six omelets and pack like six meals for the rest of the day. Like I do stupid stuff like that. So anyway, yeah. anyway, text my teacher, hey, I'm gonna be late, and he's like, no problem. So I'm like, yes, cool. Walk in, and he, he's not there yet. So I'm like, oh man, you know, it's all good. Then my teacher comes in with shorts, and he's and he's like wearing a like a 
what what do you call this? Windbreakers. He's wearing a windbreaker and shorts. Yeah, he just went on a hot the Belichick hot jacket. He's got his dog with him, like a massive, like a massive retriever, I think. And the dog is just like sprinting around the classroom and like saying hi to everyone. It was like the coolest thing ever. And as if it didn't get any cooler, a girl in my class is like covering her mouth and being a weirdo. And I'm just like, you know, look at this freak. There's a dog in here and she's being a weirdo. And she's like, yeah, I'm allergic to dogs. And she raised her hand. Yeah, I'm allergic to dogs. And uh, my teacher, who will go unnamed, <laughs> almost said his name. He said, if you, <laughs> if you go into anaphylactic shock, I will give you extra credit. And laughed, <laughs> left it at that. And left the dog in the room. And the dog proceeded to come up to her every time. Wow. It's awesome. That's, 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 that's what I want to see. That's how you treat millennials. But right there. I'm sorry, sir. I have a dog allergy. No, you have a life allergy. Stick with it. Boom. <laughs> Let's go. Dog stays. You get owned. W. Everyone's enjoying the dog. You're not. Get out. Eating W's. Yep. Alonzo, it was good to talk to you. It's good to talk to you, bro. Love to see it. June Great football. Can't wait till it starts back up. Maybe we should. man roster projections in June. We love it. Yep, we're doing it. I don't care. We're gonna do it. We're gonna start really digging in because you know I've been neglect. I've been neglecting the football, and I just don't care. Been having a good time. I don't care that I don't. Yeah, me too. I, I totally forgot who Byron Coward is. I, I mean, I know who he is now that you told me it refreshed my memory, but I like literally didn't know who he was when you texted me earlier. I was like, yeah, don't know who that is. I thought he was an offensive lineman, and now I remember. But I don't feel bad, so I don't feel bad at all. Um, been neglecting, but that's what you should do during the summertime. Yeah, we weren't. We, I mean, we're still the smartest people on Twitter. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm the, oh, yeah. we're neglecting. We're still the smartest. Like, there's no doubt about it. I haven't been fully neglecting. I just haven't been as all in as I've been. I'm kind of like Tom Brady. I need my, I need my May, need my June, need my April. Focus on school. Focus on family. Oh, I'm bigger and than I'll team. be ready. He's I'll bigger than ready. the team. Yeah, he is. He actually is. We just said it. <laughs> okay. Okay, Lonzo. All right, buddy. Thanks for coming on. I love you. And uh, have, a good, have a good week. Yes. Later.